Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. This podcast is being sponsored by Get Loopy. On episode 41, you can hear the story of Isabel, the co-founder and CEO. Get Loopy, get a 20% discount off your first order. Getloopy.com Take it from the Iron Woman. Again, we're talking to Dennis. Dennis has done a few triathlons, but he's also an executive coach. Let's talk a little bit about your professional role as an executive coach. What do you transfer from the sports into the leadership coaching? Let's hear from you. Some of the big pieces, Susan, really are, I've been involved in team sports my entire life, whether it's American football, lacrosse, uh, rugby, and the military is a team sport. And then triathloning is obviously an individual sport. However, and I think we highlighted previously that very often you do it as a team. You normally have a, I call it a tribe, your tribe that are supporting each other and providing that support, providing that challenge, providing that accountability. So how does that equate into how I coach? I believe coaching, regardless of the environment, whether it's on a rugby pitch, whether it's on a lacrosse field, whether it's in a boardroom, an office, it doesn't matter. It's about unlocking human performance. And unlocking human performance for me has two parts, understanding your potential and then removing obstacles or removing barriers. And some of those barriers are external and some of those barriers are internal. When I think about that, I I think about, okay, what are your strengths? And you asked, what's your favorite discipline? And I told you what my favorite discipline was not. And why is that? you know what? That's one of the obstacles. That's one of the barriers. So spending time identifying strengths, identifying passions, and identifying the issues that people want to solve or work on is part of the process. And the big thing when I think about triathloning and being a transition coach, life is about change. Change happens whether we want it to or not. Exactly. And I think 2020 is a perfect example of that. <laughs> how we deal with that change or how we transition from where we are to where we want to go is a choice. And it's an internal choice. And that's what I focus on. I focus a lot on mindset and spending time saying, instead of looking at things as being impossible, looking at it from a different frame, what's possible? What can be done? What can we control? Okay. And if we focus on our thoughts, if we focus on our behavior and we focus on our actions, then we can make an impact. And and how does triathloning or the idea of triathloning? It's three disciplines and two discrete transitions that you can relate to. And how do you go from swimming to biking to running? 
there's a mindset shift that needs to happen because you're actually doing something different. But more importantly, you also have a goal in front of you. If you're in the swim, the goal is to get the transition and then to get on the bike and then ultimately get to the run. When you're on the bike, it's the same thing. And then when you're on the run, it's the finish. But the key part, I think, to triathloning is you also have to forget about the past. You can't let that burden you. Otherwise, it's going to impact your performance moving forward. And then when you're done, you got to have a process to say, okay, what, what went well? What didn't go so well? <laughs> and what, do we, what did we really do poorly that we should never, ever do again? That's part of the, that's how I, in terms of coaching for performance and for transition, that's how I utilize the sport of triathloning to look at the coaching process, but also to look at human performance Mm -hmm. in terms of being able to focus on the present while keeping an eye out for the future and letting go of the past, as long as you have a process to figure out the good, the bad, and the ugly of what had happened before. That's a very good analysis of the the training for the triathlon and also the leadership, because I know in the triathlon, you're so much in the moment and you cannot think like, I could have done this better on the swim. I should have done this. The swim is over. And many times I assess people during an assessment and it's stressful And people say, next time I could do it differently. I'm like, yes, but there is no next time. So in the triathlon, we know we have trained up to that moment. We're healthy and injury-free when we start, hopefully. And then Mm -hmm. we give our best on that day as much as we can. And we are in the moment and we give our best in the swim, on the bike and on the run. And as you said, if you don't like to swim so much, you have to overcome that. It's an obstacle. But I think it's also interesting that you need to conquer an obstacle to then get to the disciplines. Maybe the biking and the running is your preferred. You can do what you like. And in life, it's the same. Not every day is a Sunday where you can do whatever you want. Not every day is a sunny day. And a book that I recommend to a lot of my clients is Ryan Holiday's book, The Obstacle is the Way. He also wrote The Daily Stoic which is stoic lessons for each and every day that I find to be very impactful because they're very Mm -hmm. short, they're very Mm -hmm. to the point, and they're very actionable. But the obstacle is the way I think highlights exactly what you were talking about. Sometimes there's things in front of us that we just have to do something about and lean into it, embrace it, and put your energy, your effort, and your attention to it. So that way you can overcome it. And it's possible. And I liked what you said. When we have a mindset of it's impossible, we already think nothing will work. We're negative. Our social emotional intelligence is low. But if we change it into, okay, it's a challenge, it's an obstacle, we can overcome. And I focus on we and together, find support early on, get a coach, because we know in sports, people get it. We need a coach. We need to get feedback But in the business, sometimes people are like, oh, I should have had a coach. It would have been easier. They're so knowledgeable. Why don't they get it? How do you convince the people to get a coach in leadership, for leadership, rather than in sports that people understand you need to have a coach? I Very often, the, the question, Susan, is usually around ROI, mm-hmm. right? What? How do I know what the ROI is? I think there's two parts to it. One is on the coachee side. How have they defined success or how have their how has their company defined success? And then it's based on the competence, the credibility, and the commitment of the coach. 
but there's action required on both parts. And I think when folks are questioning, why should I get a coach? It depends on what you want. Depends on what you're trying to do. You want to make sure that coach has competence and credibility, perspective and insight in the area that you're interested in getting better in. And on the coaching side, there needs to be accountability and there needs to be challenge that you're going to throw in the direction of that coachee. And the example I like to use is, you know, I'm currently working with a client who got thrown into an interesting situation as a general manager. And all of the metrics that they were being assessed on when they got thrown in the situation were red, all red. They didn't necessarily have the the processes they had weren't necessarily the way they needed to be. The people weren't necessarily in the right place doing the right thing. There was alignment issues. So the perspective of not only the leaders, but also the people doing the work were not the same. And then in terms of process, there wasn't a really good feedback mechanism to figure out what went well, what didn't go well, what needs to do, what do we need to do differently? And it wasn't until we were able to get from this is really crappy. (laughs) This is almost impossible to what we can get this done. And we're going to first focus on purpose. And then we're going to focus on people. And then we're going to focus on perspective. And then we're going to make sure that the plan makes sense. And then we're going to execute it. And then we're going to have a process to reevaluate it. And having somebody, a trusted advisor on your side that can give you perspective and insight that you may not have considered before, that's what a coach does. And that's how a coach maximizes performance at the individual level and at the team level Mm -hmm. to guarantee, not necessarily guarantee, but to get to the organizational effectiveness that you're looking for. That's a really good way of looking at it. All those P's, process people. It needs to be, when you think about the ROI, if you can show them like a timeline and sequences of what's going to happen, that's when the people give you the buy-in. You're talking about ROI and some people, well, can you quantify it? It depends on the industry. It depends Mm -hmm. on the person. It depends Mm -hmm. on a lot of stuff because the situation matters. But in that scenario that I gave you, how much did that attitude change, that mindset change? $100 million of revenue in two quarters. So if you want ROI, I don't know, is $100 million good ROI with $45 million in EBIT or profit? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Any million sounds good. And sometimes... What I say is as a coach, we want to make successful people more successful. So it's actually looking at the strengths that they have, the resilience, the social, emotional intelligence to lift that up rather than to focus on what's broken. This is your problem. So it's empowering the people because then they motivate and empower other people and perform at a different level. And I'm going back to that present day example that I have just because it's fresh in my mind. And mm-hmm. you know, I was just talking to them to the other day. Their epiphany was when my mindset changed as a leader and I had that can-do attitude, it changed the entire dynamic of my team. It does. And then they had a can-do attitude. In this plant, they were working Monday to Sunday and still not meeting any of their goals, any of their metrics, all red. Now, now they're working... Monday to Friday, their weekends are off and they're more effective, they're more efficient and they're green across the board. Congratulations. You must have done some magic there, right? It's a mindset. And in the book, The Atomic Habit, it's like they say, if you change 1%, which sounds like nothing, 
things can shift. So it's just those new details. And I think that's where an outside coach can have a huge impact because as an outside coach, you're not involved in the politics. One of the benefits of a coach, a really good coach, is perspective. I had a coaching engagement in terms of I was a client and we were having a conversation. And I think I remember saying to, to my coach, I said, how come I didn't see that? And their response was, well, it's because we're like jars on a shelf. You can see all the other jars. You could see what's going on. You could see what's happening. You can see how filled they are. You can see how empty they are. But sometimes it's really hard to look inside yourself to say, what's going on and why is it happening? And that's another reason why a coach is helpful because they provide you with perspective that you may not have considered before. I can look inside. Whether And you know what? Some of us may not want that to happen. But you know I what? Know. We need it to happen. Not something that we want, but it's absolutely something that we need. I think these are very wise words, Dennis. And I'm sure with your process orientation for performance and ROI, you're excellent. And we need to look beyond and inside of the people. So thank you so much for all your insights. Thank you, Dennis, for an inspirational talk. Take it from the Iron Woman has many episodes Monday and Wednesday. And don't forget to order Get Loopy. Get Loopy is the plant-based snack with a lot of proteins and you get 20% off of your first order. Take it from the Iron Woman is also a book. Get in on Amazon. It's an ebook or a paperback. 